So, Bran, how much do you know about Squishmallows? Okay, so there's these egg-shaped plushies that have like smiley faces, and they, you know, a lot of them they're like animals or food or stuff. Uh, they're called squishmallows, um, and they have kind of like beanie babies. They have names and like a tag. You know, there's like a tag on each one that has its name and its birthday and its biography. And I've I bought a couple because they were cute, and these biographies are fucking weird. So, uh, I'm gonna send you a picture of, uh, this one I got. It's na her name is Manon. M-A-N-N-O-N. She is a smiley block of Gouda cheese. Uh, and this is her backstory. Manon. Squish date. Uh, October 25th, 2022. Manon likes order. Just look at her desk. Everything is at a 90 degree angle. This comic book artist would never color outside the lines and says boundaries help bring out her creativity. It must be working too. Manon has been nominated for a well-known animation award. It, it's a block of cheese. <laughs> it's a block of cheese and it's an award winning comic book artist. I'll, I'll be honest. When you started with uh, man and likes order. I thought it was going into a very darker place. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like I, um, let me. I've got another one here. Let, let me look up a picture. There's this one. His name is Cillian. Uh, Cillian Squishmallow. Killian. Yeah. Um. However, it's pronounced C I L L I A N. Uh, I'm just saying because of Killian Murphy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Um, I don't know what the difference is either. It's this one I bought. It it it's like a cow with bat wings. Um, so I wondered, like, okay, what's the story of this cow with bat wings? Well, here we go. Uh, Cillian, squish date, uh, June thirteenth, twenty twenty three. Have you seen Cillian's vlog? He has thousands of followers, and now he's turning his successful online series into a TV show. Since Cillian studies photography at his local art college, he is developing the show at school. Even his classmates love the idea. Want to help Cillian on set? It, it, it's a cow with bat wings. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, these, these backstories were written by, like, AI. They just plugged it in, like, give me something that kids will find cool and relatable. So they're all, like, vloggers and streamers and, like, you know, artists, like, various, like, internet art-ish jobs. Um, are, you, are you telling me that if there wasn't a cow with bat wings that it, they couldn't be a successful vlogger? <laughs> I mean, I, I get, yeah, you'd think... It would have to have a video component. Like, I can't imagine it being a blogger cow with bat wings. Like, what's the point? Um, anybody can say they're a cow with bat wings, but you you got to appear on screen. Not me. I'm a goat with eagle wings. Mm. The Every episode of Dice Funk Goatly. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Do they do they still read that? Because I haven't actually. I assume in. I I haven't listened to the credit. I know I used to be at the top of the credits because I had you know like a high enough pledge to get a character in a video game that Austin's never going to get the rights to. Um, and then I Fire you know, yeah that one. Um, and then after I 
you know, kind of stopped listening to the show. I was like, why am I spending so much money every month on a show that I don't listen to? So I dropped down to the minimum to to be on the list, and, and then that, like, reset my name, so now my name's, like, way down at the bottom of the list. Last time I heard of credits. I usually don't even listen to the credits. But I, last time I heard one, it still burnt every episode of uh, Dice One Goat. Like, Fuck yeah. Someone update me. Mm. <laughs> I actually listened. Uh, uh, I assume if, if, I, I, if anybody's listening to this show, they're probably not listening to that show. Or maybe they are. I, I don't know. I haven't actually listened. I... I, the next season I need to listen to is season 8, and I think they're on 11, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just started 11. I dropped off mid-season 8 because something upsetting happened, and I decided ah, I don't really like the show at all anymore. Um, I didn't listen to any of season 9, and f- from what I've heard, it, it's good I didn't because there's even more controversial characters in that one. Um Season 10, Leon came back and finally played Bill Webb, the the duck, who... Nice. I don't remember what the original story was, but in this one, it's a wizard gave a duck intelligence, and he hates the as intelligence, and he just wants to be a duck again. And that's Bill Webb. So I listened to all the episodes where Leon played Bill Webb, and then I didn't listen to the other episodes, because they're doing a thing now where it's like, there's two DMs and there's two teams of characters and that way they can fit even more people on the show without overloading every episode. So, I listened to the ones where Leon was there. I should listen at some point. I just don't feel like I have any time for podcasts. Mm. I I have so much time for podcasts. I just when I'm like casually listening to stuff at work, I don't want it to suddenly take a turn for the dramatic and get my emotions worked up you know i i'm just listening to like goofy shit at work i listen to ace combat music Mm. (laughs) or like um vhs christmas carol Mm. yeah i mean if i had you know youtube red or whatever so i could get uh like just the audio of uh star kid musicals i would listen to those I feel like I should probably try to, like, download an audio version or something, because it would be nice to have those, but I I only listen to audio, and I don't want to waste battery by having the screen running. Yeah, I wonder if, uh... I mean, there's... There's ways to turn videos into MP3s. Um, Hmm. I don't know if it's Uh, technically... Like, I've (laughs) done it... Yeah, I've done it with shorter videos before. But, um, you know, with, like, one to two hour long musicals, I, I don't know if the downloaders I've used on YouTube would let me download an audio file that big. You can just download the music. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's you know, websites that's like, you download um, this video and then you choose to download it as an MP3 so it'll only download the audio component. But I don't know if there's a length limit on those or not. I'll, I'll have to yeah, look into it sometime. It would probably just break it up into a, <laughs> like a bunch of different files, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Um, 
Like, yeah, I don't know. I'll look into it sometime, but we have an episode to record. Um, Do we? Should we talk about Elemental? The, the have last you been recording of, this whole time? Uh, I have. Uh, I hope you have, too. Oh, I, I guess I guess I have. Uh, mm. My dog must have done it. Okay. Um, yeah, because we saw Elemental the last until Wish comes out of the Disney project from last year. Yay. We're almost done. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, any thoughts on Elemental? I liked it. I... I mean, like a lot of the recent Pixar movies, I didn't like the beginning. Um, but after they got like into the characters more than the the setting, um, it gets a lot better. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it it's comparable to Zootopia in that it's uh, like a cityscape, but uh, you know, it, it's non-humans, but it, it it's like a city, and it's dealing with racism. But unlike Zootopia, this one's not actually trying to solve racism. It's just a component of the world, uh, and it's really about like like the younger generation trying to um find themselves and like define themselves separate from what the older generation had to go through. Also, yeah. because it's a movie being made by artists, it's, uh, you should follow your dreams and go be an artist and not, uh, <laughs> you know, work at the family business that they wanted you to work at. Right. The family business that we get, we get no indication that she doesn't want to do until, uh... Yeah, until everyone's <laughs> like, you're really good at, bl- uh, you know, glass blowing and glass art and stuff. Why don't you go off to the city and be an artist? It's like she, it, it's weird, right? Because it, it, it establishes that she wants to take over the shop. Yeah. Um, yeah, like she wants to, somebody... but also she feels like she has to, and then. Yeah. And then they're like, then but you're also somebody good at tells this. her, why don't you do this? <laughs> right. Well, somebody tells her that she should do this, and then she's like, oh, I should do this. Yeah. Like it, it, it's weird the way it's framed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, but it doesn't fall the, apart the, as hard as Zootopia when you pick at it, but you still shouldn't pick at it. Yeah. I mean, the the, the actual glass-blowing animation, though, is beautiful, and mm. I like it. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, even, uh, you know, just doing the movie in general is, like, them showing off how far they've come with elemental effects. Uh, you know, fire and air and water. Yeah, they're really good at water. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're really good at water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even you know, if you've seen like some of the test footage from Finding Nemo, they've been good at water for a long time. But trying yeah. to keep it fun and cartoony when you can do it super realistic is, you know, the balance they've always been trying to find. Yeah, because I mean, in Finding Nemo, they they were like, it doesn't, we can't make the ocean realistic because because then it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like we can't um, relate to these fishes when they have eyes on the side of their head. We have to move the yeah. eyes up front. But yeah, like I'm with elementals. I'm I'm just like they actually made a, a romance mm. that that's like an actual romance and not just incidental. Mm. So that that's that's pretty cool. Um, like the the water guy was just so annoying at the beginning. Mm. Well, yeah, he's he's just crying for no reason. Yeah, yeah, that's because the water, you know, like the fire tropes are that they get angry easily because hot tempers, and the water tropes are they're crybabies and they, you know, get emotional over everything because wet and tears. Yeah, it's. It's kind of like the uh, the the play episode of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm. where where they've got Katara, it it she's just crying in every scene. Mm. Um, it's kind of like that, except they play it straight. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, after after they get into him, like after. Um, you know, beyond one scene, he's a, he's okay. Mm. He's cool. Yeah. I forget his name, Wade. Yeah. Wade, because, like, Lip it's water. a water pun. Yeah. 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 I mean, Ember's on the nose, but Wade isn't, like, an actual name, so. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's Elementals. It's the last Pixar movie ever made. Yep. They will not right make now. another one. Well, like they showed a trailer for one, but I don't know if I assume it's still coming. But I don't know; it got delayed or something. The, I th- I want to say the next the next Pixar something about like a kid who becomes an ambassador to space. Uh, let's see, next Pixar movie. Okay, e- I was thinking of Elio. Uh, Inside Out Two. Right, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that one's coming this. Ooh. Inside Out 2 apparently coming this year. That's the one where the she discovers teen angst or something. Um, I don't want any Disney or Pixar sequels. Fuck it. Mm, I don't want them. Yeah. They, well, they're usually not very good. Yep. Yeah, well, we're getting another crap sequel. And then Elio, <laughs> which there was like a teaser trailer for a while ago, but I feel like it got delayed. Which is about like some kid who gets abducted by aliens, and then it turns out the aliens think he's like the ambassador from Earth. Huh. Yeah. What? Wait. So they abduct him, and then they they just assume like, oh, he's a he's a political fig like figure. He's a diplomat. Uh, I guess. Let me. Okay, I'm I'm gonna look at the wiki so I don't make shit up. Um. Okay, the premise. You can make shit up. It's a podcast. I could. People do it all the time. Yeah, nobody listens. Do you know to what this. the most popular podcast in the world is? The they make shit, shit up constantly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So the premise of Elio, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, for centuries people have called out to the universe looking for answers. In Disney and Pixar's all new movie Elio, the universe calls back. The original feature film introduces Elio, an underdog with an active imagination, who finds himself inadvertently beamed up to the Communiverse, an interplanetary organization with representatives from the 
from galaxies far and wide, mistakenly identified as Earth's ambassador to the rest of the universe, and completely unprepared for that kind of pressure, Elia must form new bonds with eccentric alien lifeforms, survive a series of formidable trials, and somehow discover who he is truly meant to be. It sounds cliche as shit, but maybe it'll work, I don't know. Yeah, judging a, a Pixar movie by its premise is not a good idea, because a lot of them are really weird yeah. in premise. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like, like Pixar have exhausted... Like, the, the original thing that they did for, like, a couple decades was, like, what if thing that is not human, but we gave it human emotions and saw the world from its perspective? Um, and they, you know... I guess by the late 2000s, they were, like, drifting away from that a little bit. Like, Up isn't really that kind of a story. Um, and now they've just, like, fully moved away from the see the world from a different perspective kind of story. And now it's just kind of whatever they want to do, I guess. I, I don't know that there's a really strong through line that would explain, like, you know, what all of the pointless sequels are compared to like Luca or Onward or I guess like Onward is kind of like their classic you know here's a world like our world but not like our world kind of thing you know it's that one's like fantasy creature you know what if the world but fantasy creatures but yeah. Luca isn't really like what if the world but fish people it's like there are fish people but it's just like a you know, coming of age. It's a story. fish out of water story. Yeah, <laughs> literal I mean, fish out of water literally. story with like coming of age boys in an Italian village kind of thing. But it just you know is a story on its own. It's not really playing into you know any of their studio trope space that much. Yeah. I mean Let's see, how, how much of the original stuff, like, like I think you're right, aside from, like, Incredibles and Up. Well, yeah, because like, in Incredibles, they are humans, so it doesn't feel like it, but also superheroes was still kind of a novel thing at the time. Um, but yeah, because yeah. they got, like, world from the perspective of toys, world from the perspective of bugs, world from the perspective of closet monsters, fish, superheroes, which, you know, maybe doesn't count. Um, cars, which, you know, was a little bit of a stretch, um, in the way that they actually did that. It was more like a cartoon car movie and not so much, uh, you know, see the world from a different perspective kind of movie. Um, rats up is not, not really, um, you know, toys Okay, again. let's go in order. Mm. Toys, bugs, toys again, monsters, yeah. fish, yeah. um, superheroes, cars, a rat, yeah. a robot, um, yeah. people, uh, toys again. No, cars I guess again. up is old people. It's uh, whatever the world from the perspective of old people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and brave is that's what, what if that but Scottish people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, like, Up and Brave are the ones that really feel like they're, you know, like, let's just have a story about characters and not about the world so much. Um, yeah. 
Like, your mom turned into a bear. Yeah, like Brave was the year that they kind of got their wires crossed with Disney, because Disney did Wreck-It Ralph, which feels like a Pixar movie, because it's video games uh, perspective. And then Brave is a princess, like a medieval princess movie, which is more of Disney's wheelhouse. And they're both just kind of good. Yeah. But yeah well, I, I reckon Ralph was pretty good. Like, I don't want to shit on it. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, what, Monsters Again. Um, yeah. Emotions. Monsters Again. A cars dumbass again. dinosaur. Yeah, inside out. Um. <laughs> dumbass dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> what right, if you were right, a dinosaur sorry. who sucked shit? <laughs> Let's uh, imagine. <laughs> what if there was a world where the dinosaurs... Um, didn't die and developed farming, but there was just this one real stupid asshole dinosaur, and we followed him around for a couple hours. You know, I gotta say, the meteor really did us some favor. <laughs> yeah. So, and then fish again, and then cars again, yep. and then it, it's a it's a kid and. His family is dead. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, that's kind of yeah, it's kind of the perspective of the dead, but also from the like Dia de los Muertos uh, idea of the afterlife. So that like there, there was still Coco had some you know interesting world building to it, um, and like Inside Out and Soul also had you know emotions and a different take on the afterlife with soul like a more like broad metaphysical generalized version with soul and then onward was fantasy creatures um, yeah. also i i did i just clicked a link on the 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 movie list and apparently one of the one of the co-directors of coco is gay so that's uh I didn't know that. No way. Uh, well, I don't like the movie anymore. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> look, I'm, look, this is... 2024 is the year. I'm turning over. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is no. the year I get canceled. Yeah. yeah. It's been a good run. We've had like 200... Oh, is, isn't this the 250th episode? I think it might be. Yeah, this is episode 250. This is the one where Brent gets cancelled. <laughs> this is the homophobic episode. Uh, I don't think you could make that title. <laughs> Just call it the one where Brent gets cancelled and see what, see what yeah. happens. I mean, I was hoping to find a way to work, you know, the... And, and this is going to make no sense to anyone because I just shared it with you and I didn't really post anywhere. Um, make the title Piss... And just have that picture of a thing. I don't remember how I stumbled on it. I just ran into it on Etsy. There's a person who's got a shop, uh, like their shop. It's just like mugs and t-shirts and stickers of these like meme Pikmin pictures. And there's like one of like Pikmin, you know, sucking on one of those yellow beads of liquid. And it just says piss exclamation point. <laughs> Me and the boys drinking piss. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because they have, like, that one. They've got, like, these ones where it's, like, a muscular Ochi or muscular Marsh, and then a, like, feeble Ochi and feeble Marsh, and it's, like, whichever one team you're on. It's, like, this is, you know, strong, tough guys like Ochi and weak little wimps like Marsh. It's just, it's such a weird 
shop. Um, but I don't know if I can make piss the title. I mean, we can't do it. Neil Cicerega already did it. Mm. Um, but yeah, on Pixar, so, yeah, because like Luca and Turning Red both feel more like uh, like mod. I guess Luke is not that modern, but kind of like modern uh, fantasy type. You know, it, it's not it's not about the perspective or the world building. It's you know, familiar world with some fantasy elements mixed in. Yeah. Man, I, I still can't believe I like Turning Red. Mm. Yeah, no, because I, yeah, I'd, I'd seen, like, the first ten minutes, and then I stopped, and I didn't think it would actually turn it around, but it did. You saw the worst ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. Yeah, I got up to the part where the mom storms into the convenience store to yell at the boy that she has a crush on, and I'm like, this is bad. I'm not watching any more of this. Yeah. But they had to. They had to start you out at the lowest point so they can build her up to um, be a, a huge giant kaiju panda. Mm. Because that that's that's where everybody knew her character arc was going. Mm. Yeah, no, she was gonna giant. Hulk out into pandazilla. Yeah. Um, I was trying to combine Gamera and Panda, but it didn't really work out well. Mm. Pamera. <laughs> that, that just... That just... <laughs> I'm not, okay, you're ready for me to get cancelled again. Mm. Uh, that just sounds like you're doing a, a racist, like, Asian accent, and you're trying to say Pamela. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our South Park humor. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched South Park in like eight years. Mm. Yeah, I I was into it for a while and then I I stopped being into it, but and it seems like any time I watch it it's funny, but you know, it, it's just become a thing of like thinking about it, I just think about all like the aspects of it that aren't funny, but then when I watch it, it's like, yeah, yeah, these guys know how to tell a joke. Yeah, they're they're they will go extreme lengths for a joke, whether whether it's a three second setup or like a five episode setup. Mm. Um, and I appreciate that. Yeah, which also um, reminds me, I didn't write it down, but I watched through Rick and Morty season seven. Um, <clears throat> And it feels like another season of Rick and Morty. And this is the one where they switched the voice actors, and I could kind of tell with some of the, like, the main, you know, Rick and Morty, both, their voices sounded fine. Um, Mr. Poopy Butthole, uh, sounded a little off, and uh, they made him, like, a major point of the first episode of the season, and it, yeah, it, like, it sounded off. But, uh, otherwise, you know, it was, it was fine, I don't know. It feels like the show wasn't meant to keep going for as long as it has. Like, they, they're just doing more stuff because people keep watching, but they, they don't yeah. really have, you know, a story to tell anymore. Like, the character arc felt like it wrapped up by the end of season three. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming, like, they barely do, like, any significant family drama anymore. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, mo most of like the 
the drama and continuing narrative now is all the stuff with like the the multiverse of different Ricks and Mortys and, uh, and like like the, the biggest character beat in season seven is Morty coming to terms with uh, you know realizing that Rick will never care about him that much. Uh, and and just it having took to him seven that. fucking seasons. Apparently, <laughs> they, they do a whole episode of like there. There's like a hole in the floor of like a bathroom at a restaurant or something, and there, there's like a sign that says like, "If you go into this hole, you will have to face your deepest fears, and you can't leave until you come to terms with them." And so he, like, jumps into the hole, and then it just becomes, like, layers of, like, have we gotten out? Oh, no, we haven't actually gotten out. We thought we got out, but no, we didn't. Um, and then, ultimately, by the end, he realizes, oh, Rick didn't actually come in to save me. He wouldn't do that. He doesn't care. And having to accept that, and and then that is enough for him to be able to get out of the hole. And, um, so, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I missed the the intergalactic cable episodes like th- those ones were really creative and they haven't done one like that in a while yeah yeah i kind of stopped after season three yeah i mean it, it was our <clears throat> it was already kind of i mean it also like i don't have cable anymore <laughs> yeah so well like, i I've, i've been watching an episode yeah, I, I I've been watching it through like DVD sets, but this latest season came to HBO Max before DVD, so I just watched it on there. Yeah, it. it I don't know. Rick and Morty is weird because like, it it's it's so creative, <laughs> like like genuinely creative, like they they do things that nobody did in an animation. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when I, when I think of it, I, I just, like, I get immediately exhausted. <laughs> yeah, and there, I mean, it's one of many, like, <clears throat> things that have a fandom associated with it that you don't really want to be associated with. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much is the, the actual fault of the writers, but some of it is... <laughs> Mm. Uh, because they they really go hard into Rick's bullshit from time to time. Yeah. They they maybe let him win a little too often. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like and I then said, the, yeah, they'll have like it. characters call him out on his bullshit, but then he's proven right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I haven't watched it in four seasons, so you know. I I doubt it's much different, but maybe it is. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't gotten worse. It's just fine. I don't know. No, nothing all that memorable happened. Um, but let's see. Okay, we watched the two Aladdin sequels this week. Oh, yeah. The good one and the bad one. Well, the, the good one and the boring one. Mm. Well, the bad one and the good one, because we're going in order. Well, yeah. Uh, Return of Jafar is, is just really fucking boring. Yeah, Re- Return uh, of Jafar is on the level of 
the TV show, I think, because I haven't actually seen... The TV show apparently isn't available on Disney+, Plus, but... Really? Return of Jafar, yeah, it's... Th- there's... Just, I don't know if they like lost the tapes or something, but there, there's a few shows. There's like Aladdin, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, which has its whole... There's a whole history of, like, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, why they can't release that show, but... Um, they don't. They don't. Have, they wouldn't have like any rights issues, huh? Like, no, I mean, it's not rights issues. It, yeah, yeah. I don't know, because I don't think there'd be any rights issues with, because it's like Aladdin, Buzz Lightyear, and Tarzan. I guess are the big ones that are missing. Um, and Tarzan, I could see maybe having issues because Edgar Rice Burroughs, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Aladdin, the only issue would be the whole, you know, every one of these movies starts off with the warning, this is racist, um, thing. <laughs> and I assume if they put the Aladdin cartoon up, they'd probably have to put that on there, too. But, you know, they, they have the movies on there, so, <clears throat> I, I don't know. Yeah, they have things a lot worse than the the, the two Aladdin movies we watched. Yeah. Which I mean, do have like moments of like, yeah, I get, <laughs> I get why they put that on there, but yeah, I mean, Agrabah is like a horrible. weird mishmash of cultures, anyway. It's... Yeah, but they 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 do have that one uh, Chinese thief in uh, the Forty Thieves who, mm. like, well, <laughs> yeah, kind of looks like a, it came out of like a forties propaganda cartoon. Yeah, um, like you know, maybe could have skipped that one. Mm. Maybe we could have had thirty nine themes. Mm. Um, but representation, yeah, <laughs> stereotypical, like nineteen fifty style representation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Return of Jafar is it, it it's. Like the pilot episode of the cartoon, except it got released after the cartoon had already started. Um, but I, I think they'd written it before. It just the you know release pipeline. It ended up coming out later. Um, but it, yeah, it feels like just a you know cheap cartoon to keep kids entertained. Yeah it it goes exactly like how you expect. Uh, Disney direct-to-video sequel to go. Yeah, and it's too bad, because, like, the cover is super badass. The one of, like, everyone's yeah. trapped in a crystal ball, and Jafar's head is looming over them. Yeah. Like, the ideas are cool. Like, you know, Iago isn't evil. Like, not not directly evil, anyway. Mm. Even though he does, he does do, like, very bad selfish things in both movies. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I from what I read behind the scenes, um, they because they had had success with the Little Mermaid cartoon while the Aladdin movie was like in theaters and you know before it was released, they had already started work on you know a, a TV series, which then led to doing this direct-to-video uh, like start you know uh, pilot for the the series. And the guy who was working on it said, you know, he had, like, looked at, like, the the script of Aladdin and was really interested in Iago 
as a character. So, um, so the movie is kind of Iago's movie. Yeah, he, uh, he gets free from the lamp. He tells Jafar to fuck off. Um, In he sings song a form. terrible, horrible song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Gilbert Godfrey and, doing his Gilbert yeah. Godfreyist, but in song form. He does not have the voice of an angel. He has the voice of a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that. There's nothing in it that's like really bad. It's just boring. Um, it doesn't feel like a lot really happens. Mm. Uh, we do get to see like the execution tower wing of the palace in Agrabah <clears throat> that we've never seen before. They just have a big dramatic tower for killing people. Was that in Return of Jafar? Uh, I think so. Or was that in... Uh, um, or, or, was, <laughs> or was that in the... No, I don't remember. Because I, I know in... in the... I think it was in... Because I think he he, you know, he did pose as his thief father in uh, King of Thieves, but I think he just got thrown in jail in that one. Yeah, think, because he trusted Iago and... Yeah, yeah cause like, right. like the, the dramatic execution tower, I think, was like Jafar posed as Jasmine... And then ordered his execution, uh, like made it look like he had killed the Sultan. Like Jafar, like kidnapped the Sultan, but left a scrap of his turban, and made it look like Aladdin had killed him. And then, posing as Jasmine, ordered the guards to execute Aladdin for uh, killing the Sultan. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He Aladdin almost gets executed in both movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, like uh, Return of the Jafar is not great and it's not animated that well, but it does have like some memorable set pieces in that the yeah there's like there's the big execution tower, there's the climax at the end where Jafar like rips open the ground and creates just a lava pool outside of the palace, yeah. uh, and then there's also the like the chase scene where there's like ninjas on winged horses uh, <laughs> chasing them over a waterfall. Uh, sorry, um, dog's collar is digging into my leg. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but I, uh, uh, King Jafar also has a a decent song. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, because they did which get is fun because most of he the... didn't really get a song in uh, Aladdin except for yeah, the the uh, Prince Ali prize of yeah yeah. Yeah, and they did get back most of, aside from Robin Williams, they got back, like, the rest of the main voice cast. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams was too busy being mad at Disney because they didn't want to pay him any money. Yeah, I mean, it was something about, like, uh, he had agreed to get less money for Aladdin, but they couldn't use him in the advertising of the movie. And then they used him in the advertising of the movie anyway because they knew that would get people to come see it. And so he was mad about that. And so they he, they couldn't get him back for their yeah. cheapo sequel. And they had to get Homer Simpson to voice him instead. Yeah. Who, uh, fun fact, returns as Genie for Kingdom Hearts. Mm. 
Yeah, and he was Genie for the whole TV series, and he, I'd heard, had recorded all of his lines for King of Thieves before they then uh, convinced Robin Williams to come back, and then re-recorded all of Genie's dialogue with Robin Williams instead. I mean, no, <clears throat> no offense to, uh, no offense to Mr. Homer Simpson, but, um... It's for the better. Mm. Uh, like the, there's there's a lot of genie in King of Thieves, and if it wasn't Robin Williams, it would have fallen a lot, whole lot flatter. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, King of Thieves just in general, like the animation feels better. Uh, you know, there's there's more frames to it. It's not as cheap looking. Um, you know, better like background designs and stuff. Uh, the music is better, um, you know, more memorable, less, like, I don't know, it just feels kind of, like, last minute for a lot of the Return of Jafar yeah, songs. Yeah, Return of Jafar songs, it, it sounds like they, it sounds like, it's like, oh, there's been ten minutes, but we have to make a song, yeah. uh, just throw it in this scene. Yeah. Like, they, they don't actually serve a purpose other than to have a song. Yeah. Like, you know, like, some of the songs in uh, King of Thieves, you know, just, like, layer the voices together better. You know, when you get, like, a duet between Aladdin and Jasmine, it actually, like, feels like they're building off each other instead of the Jasmine-Iago duet from Return of Jafar, where it's just <laughs> two people happen to be talking at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Two people with polar opposite voices. Yeah. Who, uh, God, that like, I, Gilbert Gottfried does not have a singing voice. Oh my God, mm. it's horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. And like King of Thieves, you know, we got um, John Reese Davies playing Aladdin's dad, and he's got a great voice for it. Um, yeah, and just like all, you know, like the. Once you get past the uh, kind of silliness of the premise that Aladdin would, you know, on the eve of his wedding to Jasmine, be like, "Well, what happened to my lost, like my long lost dad? Oh, he, I'm gonna ask this oracle. Oh, he's in charge of this group of thieves. I gotta go find him right now. Uh, this can't wait till later." And and then after that, it's like, okay, yeah, this is like a fun adventure type story you know he's joining this uh, group of rogues who are hunting this, uh, this treasure that turns out to be on an island that's on the back of a turtle and uh and there's like some you know betrayal and backstabbing uh, one of the thieves who aladdin appeared to kill but then it turns out actually he survived because the dude is ripped and he can punch sharks um and uh and now he's uh working with the city guard to you know betray everyone but as part of a plan to get back in and become the leader of the group um he's playing both sides so he always comes out on top yeah there's a lot more action than uh i would have expected mm. um i mean there's a whole death match and everything yeah yep they fight on the side and of a cliff like black panther yeah. Uh, okay, I think that's all we have for Disney mm. for the time being. Yep. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, I finished watching Doctor Who. It's, you know, I, I, I'm all caught up to the present day now. Uh, the Jodie Whittaker seasons, the first two of them are not great. It just, it's, it's too uh, grim and serious for what is usually a very silly show. Uh, and then it suddenly turned it around in the last season and actually became pretty fun. Did you go back and watch all the shit from like 1963? No, and I'm not going to. And also, I can't because the BBC recorded over all the episodes for the second Doctor, so they don't exist anymore. Damn that big black cock! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they they ran out of VHS tapes, and they're like, nobody's going to use this one, and then they just recorded over it. <laughs> So the second Doctor is lost to time because they taped over him. True story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's honestly hilarious. Yeah, it's like it's kind of sad, but also, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, yeah, they, it, it was like the '60s, and they didn't think anyone was going to care about yeah. watching it again. So. I mean, that, that's like the original tapes of the moon landing. It's like, nobody knows where it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least that one, people, you know, recorded it off the TV when it happened. Like the yeah. Star Wars Christmas special. You know, that one exists because <laughs> people recorded it when it happened. That one has to survive. Well, I'm, I, I assume George Lucas went and destroyed all the originals, but um, there's enough, you know, recordings that people have. It's been, you know, remastered and HD, up and everything. You know, we might have finally talked about the Star Wars thing that's worse than Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Debatable. There, there is a, it is debatable. There is a campy charm. To, <laughs> I guess there, there is something of a campy charm to Rise of Skywalker too. No. Well, we've made a lot of jokes <laughs> no. about all the Jedi and all the Sith, and they can fly now. Um, and that's you know they fly now. Yeah, like that that that's comparable to um, you know the scene where Chewbacca's grandpa is jacking off to Hollowborn. Like softcore too, like not even, he didn't even go. Yeah, yeah, they're just you know slightly <laughs> scanty dancers, but not even as scanty as the dancers in Return of the Jedi. So, <laughs> my God, the Star Wars is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> now, if only he'd been listening to jizz music while he was doing it. <laughs> The perfect music to come to. <laughs> uh, okay, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not gonna watch all the old stuff. I, I I watched from the reboot with Christopher Eccleston up to the present. Um, oh my god. Yeah, uh, and then I played the game Super Liminal because I bought it on sale. It is neat. It's kind of like uh, Portal or. Um, Stanley Parable, where it's like, uh, well, we got all these assets of, like, an office building, so let's do, like, a creepy, empty office building. Except in this one, it's that you're in a dream, and, um, if you pick up an object and do, like, a perspective trick with it, you can change its size. So if you, like, grab a can of soda and hold it close to your face and then point so it's, like, against a back wall so it looks huge, when you set it down, it will actually be that size in that space that you set it. 
uh, and then the same, like, you can, like, walk up to a corner of a room and make it look super small, and then it shrinks. And there's just a lot of neat perspective tricks. Uh, the game's pretty short, but it it's, you know, it was fine. Yeah, that's one I, I, I wanted to play, I just haven't. Mm. I mean, it's on, it's on everything. I can play it whenever I want, but... yeah. It's like I'm I'm not often in the mood for puzzle games. Hmm. Okay. So should we talk like about three D puzzle games? Talk about like the Arkham stuff because I know we've got a bunch of stuff, Arkham and Suicide Squad related to talk about. Let's do it. I don't know which Suicide, one we should Suicide. start with. Let's start with the bad one. Okay. Or the worst one. Yeah, because uh, Suicide Squad just released this weekend. I've also I've probably mentioned that I I got the Arkham trilogy on Switch like a month ago and I've been playing that, so yeah. Um, it's a Suicide Squad. Yeah, I haven't played it, but I watched a really long video uh, with all the cutscenes. I mean, I say I watched it. I I listened to most of it while I was doing other things, um, but I got the gist of it. Mm. Um, so, okay, uh, I mean, this is all gonna be spoilers anyway, so, spoiler yeah. question from me, having not, I've only seen the scene where Batman dies, um, mm -hmm. do they bring the Justice League back at the end? No. Okay. Do they bring, like, a multiverse other version of the Justice League back? Uh, um... So they they do have a multiverse thing, so they w definitely will do that later. Okay, as paid DLC. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> saw the thing. There was a thing about yet. DLC about like this is a different version of the Joker who shows up. Yeah. So, um, but I had figured yeah, after seeing the Batman death scene, like. They're probably just going to bring him back, right? Like, that's how all this shit always they, works. Like, they say you kill him, and yeah, you did, but then he comes back, so whatever. They they definitely will bring them back in some kind of way. Um, I can almost guarantee it. Mm. Which completely defeats the purpose, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird premise. Any Like, Suicide Squad, the first movie, came out in 2016. The James Gunn movie came out in 2021. It is now 2024. There are no Suicide Squad projects around. It feels like, like yes, this game has been in development for a long time, and it, if they wanted to like jump on the audience for Suicide Squad, they're probably too late for that. And doing a game about, like, hey, all these superheroes, like, everybody's been you know waiting for a Superman game for forever. It's like, hey, let's bring them all back and kill them. Like, We've already got Injustice. Yeah. If you wanted a game about kicking the Justice League's Look, ass, we have two of those already. Well, and, and here's the funny thing, is that they didn't bring them all back. <laughs> like, Batman's the only one that was actually on screen. Like, because, like, this is part of the Arkham universe, mm. so... Yeah, um, and that's weird, too. Like, like I've, I've seen an explanation yeah. of how Batman is back, but, like, Arkham Knight I mean, Arkham Knight wasn't well written anyway, but it just it, it has such a weird ending. This is like ambiguous. Like, is Batman dead? Who's this new Batman? He seems like he's either using, uh, like, probably using Scarecrow's 
fear toxin or something? And why would Batman be using that? I don't know. It's weird. Who's the new Batman? It's the old Batman, yeah. except he's using poison. <laughs> yeah. And, like, do they say anything about that in this? Like, why is he yes. suddenly using Scarecrow poison? There's, there's a whole fucking, like, like children's museum, uh, like cardboard cutout, mm. <laughs> um, like hit the button and learn the backstory thing. Yeah, because like, I saw uh, a thing explaining that, and it seemed like it was like, so Batman faked his death, and then, I don't know, some something like all these new metahuman superheroes started showing up. And that convinced him to come out of the shadows and reveal, actually, I'm not yeah. dead. Anyway, Superman, now we're best friends. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. But um, the ending of Arkham Knight was like, his identity gets revealed to the world by Scarecrow. And so he calls up Alfred and he's like, it's time to do our, uh, you know, whatever protocol, our, our big death fake out protocol. And then they walk into Wayne Manor and it blows up. And everyone assumes that it was, oh, one of the villains must have blown up the house. And that's why Bruce and Alfred are dead. But, um, but no, he, I mean, it, it, it seemed pretty clear that he faked his death anyway because he wouldn't want to blow up Alfred, uh, even if his identity yeah. was revealed. But, you know, like, th there's that, you know, the, the house blows up. And then later we see, oh, there's a new Batman around, and he's using fear chemicals. And it's like, it doesn't really feel like a, a, a thing Bruce would necessarily do. Um, like, I, I, I could kind of see it if it was yeah. Asriel, but when you get to the end of Asriel's story, it pretty well writes him out as like, no, he's not going to be the Batman successor. Yeah. It's like, it, it's... It's pretty obvious that it's him. Hmm. Um, and then in this game, they just say it's him, which completely, like, like whatever whatever value you put in the ambiguous ending, like, it just completely destroys it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't like the ambiguous ending to begin with, but I would have liked some more explanation than just, oh, he faked his death. Yeah. And then join the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, so apparently, like, I know the other, the Arkham games didn't really talk about other superheroes, but I didn't get the impression that it was because they didn't exist. No, like they mention them sometimes. Like, there's like dialogue from some of the like random goons uh, in the city talking about the guy in Metropolis or something like that. Mm. Or they'll they'll bring up like Central City or something. Yeah, like I do remember seeing in <clears throat> art. You know, since I've been replaying the Switch trilogy, there's like a Lex Luthor, um, you know, big advertisement in uh, in Gotham in Arkham Knight. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that... Suicide Squad. <clears throat> um, you've seen all of it. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, it starts, uh, Brainiac is invading. He has a giant skull ship. Mm. Um, and he's he's basically taking over the brains of people with, uh, like, these 
technology tentacle monsters, and he's taking over everyone in Metropolis. So uh, bear with me because, like, I don't remember every detail. I kind of just remember the big stuff that happens. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so we see that happen. Uh, we move over to uh, Amanda Waller having uh, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, uh, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark all like strapped strapped up in straitjackets uh, in a room. Um, and she she basically says, "Here's a here's a thing. Uh, here's like uh, some weird looking syringe. Uh, inject everybody; they'll die, and whoever whoever survives will have a chance to win their freedom." Um, so they have some dialogue. Uh, Captain Boomerang asks why Deadshot is black uh, because. The original Deadshot is white. They never really explain it. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, because they did have a white Deadshot in Arkham City. Yeah, and and in Arkham Origins. Okay, so they just um, wanted to do the Will Smith one from the movie. Yeah. But then, I mean, I guess probably they started developing this like ten years ago, you know, when, or eight years ago when Suicide Squad came out. I have no idea. But, like, they, they could have just... I, I mean, I, it's it's just really weird that they bring it up, but they don't actually ever explain it. Mm. They only say that the other guy was an imposter. Um, but, yeah, apparently he was an imposter who was just as good as Deadshot, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why they just didn't... Because, like, the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn movie, they couldn't get Will Smith back, so they had Idris Elba play a different, not Deadshot, just a different guy who's also good at shooting. And they just dug out a different name from the comics, so they could have just done that instead of... It doesn't have to be Deadshot. Yeah, Yeah, like, why didn't they just use him? I I was thinking the same thing, Yeah, but no. Here's another Deadshot. His name is also Floyd Lawton. Um. Yeah, that's that's weird. I mean, they should have done like Spider-Man: Homecoming with Shocker, like oh, there's just two guys who have the same equipment and yeah. the same skills. Yeah, they could have just said that the the other Deadshot trained him yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like what, or, like, what happened to the other Deadshot? The oh, guy. I shot him. Yeah, I, I, mean, I shot him dead, I and now I am the Deadshot. <laughs> 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 He's dead because I shot him. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, they're all they're all in the room in straight jackets. Uh, they all talk talk about uh, how like they shouldn't betray each other because then uh, they'll all die, um, and then they all betray each other. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they all try to kill each other. Um, there's a, there's a, a weird choice, uh, where like during action, action scenes, instead of actually animating it, they just like freeze frame, like funny moments from the fight and, you know, do the, the matrix, uh, camera pan around a freeze frame. Mm. 
Um, and I, it's, I think it's supposed to be funny because, you know, like Harley's, uh, like got all her limbs played out. She's got a big smile on her face while like everybody's getting the shit beat out of them. Mm. And then the voice goes, um, I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> no, it doesn't even, if it did that, it would be funny. Um, but no, but like the, the models don't look very good. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so the freeze frame just kind of gives you a chance to like inspect the models. Like, oh, these are kind of ugly. Um, mm. You know, because the Arkham models were never. Yeah, they they all look kind of bad, but it's not really. It wasn't the point. Yeah, they 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 look okay in motion. Um, but yeah, like, like whenever like Batman stops to frame. talk to someone, the, like his face just look he looks like Buzz Lightyear. He's just got like this big <laughs> yeah. stiff chin and these dead looking yeah. eyes. Yeah, so that that's a weird choice. Um But yeah, they they end up they all inject each other uh with with the thing and Amanda Waller does the you know, the suicide squad thing. Mm. Where, oh, uh, there's a bomb in all your necks now. Uh, do what I say, or I'm gonna blow up your head. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, that thing that they have to redo in every Suicide Squad thing. So this time, the bomb in the neck uh, is from a chemical syringe instead of actually having like a bomb yeah. implanted. Yeah, they they like inject a, a nano machines. Um, yeah, like a, a nano bomb. Yeah, uh, they they actually call it something like that. Um, so now they're all working together for Amanda Waller. And of course there's like some infighting, but they never, it never gets to a point where like they're all about to kill each other. So important question, Um, is it, uh, the modern slim Amanda Waller or is it the classic fat Amanda Waller? Uh, she's slim. Oh, oh well. She's... She has, like, very short hair, like, almost like a crew cut. Mm. Um, okay, so yeah, so, like, modern comic book Amanda Waller. Yeah. Not not the the wide, um, like, DCAU Amanda Waller. Yeah. Who was the best version, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, not, you know, especially for a character who doesn't have to be, like, physically active... It's nice that yeah. they can let them have a different body type instead of, like, the supermodel body type that, you know. Yeah. Most superheroes have that, but most superheroes are also, like, jumping off rooftops and stuff. Uh, right. Amanda Waller is a politician. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Or maybe not exactly a politician, but, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. That's she, the figure she cuts. Yeah, she's, you know, yeah, the, the person who is behind the scenes... Who's just like talking to people on earpieces and stuff? They don't have to be a supermodel. Yeah, but also if you look at Rocksteady's uh, female character designs, everyone, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> everyone looks like friggin' Poison Ivy. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, and, and having played yeah. Arkham City recently, like, a lot of the dialogue of things people say to Catwoman when you're fighting her, it's like super skeevy. Yeah, I mean, she she does fight by like 
basically just throwing her crotches in people's faces and flipping them around. So. Yeah, I mean, like, one of her <laughs> counter moves is that she'll like, grab a guy, kiss him, and then flip him over onto his back. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a lot of a lot of the stuff, and I mean, it, it's Ar- Arkham is a- already like a very uh, dark, edgy version of Batman, mm. so yeah, like, it's easier to stomach. Um, so, how is Harley Quinn's spine doing in this version? Is it as like Barbie doll thin as it was in Arkham? No, um, but also she's wearing a lot more clothes mm. than in any of the other Arkham games, so yeah, um, she looks more like a person in this one. Okay, um, she she looks more like the cartoon uh, version mm. than uh, the Arkham version, to be honest. Um, also, she doesn't. She doesn't sound very good. Um, yeah, like, I've seen that one cutscene and the, the voice sounded wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Tara Strong's just getting older or if she just doesn't want to do Harley Quinn anymore. Mm. Or if the, the voice has just gotten like flanderized over the past 15 years. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, the, it, it's like, it's not good. Yeah, like the, there's a bunch of different ones now, so... Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. So they got bombs in their necks now. Yeah. Uh, so Amanda Waller basically sends them into Metropolis without telling them anything. Um. It was like, go in Metropolis. Uh, find, find these people. Uh, they'll help you. Uh, do it or you're gonna die. Um, so they, they go in, like, by train or something, or they drop out of this, I don't fucking remember, it's not important, um, they sneak in the city, and, uh, forgive me, I'm trying to remember the order of operations here, mm. um, well, it's parentheses like and the, exponents, <laughs> like, one of the, one of the first things they have to do is find, uh, the gizmo i don't really know who that is okay in dc lore so it's um, a person named gizmo yeah it's a it's a tech it's a tech guy um uh, also there's a there's like this uh cyberspace woman um who apparently is also being controlled by waller okay and she she only exists in cyberspace, but she can like project an avatar um, that's very pixely into the real world. So it's like a Cortana. Yeah, kinda, except weirder. Um, and they they find Gizmo, who's just like this really short guy who's good with mechanical stuff, I guess. They eventually rescue the penguin, who helps upgrade weapons. Um, uh, but yeah, shortly after they, they get in the city, they run into Green Lantern, who has a history with Deadshot, um, uh, Green Lantern, but before Brainiac got here, was apparently the one who threw him in prison. 
so they have a hate-hate relationship. Mm. Green Lantern basically takes them and brings them through the city and <laughs> tutorializes for them. Like, hey, look at look at this city the glorious Brainiac uh, has created. And it, it just shows, like, you know, mind-controlled people uh, like either either killing or uh, mind controlling other people, mm. um, and but before before uh, and it's John Stewart Green Lantern, um, which is kind of disappointing because they don't they don't use him often enough, and when they do, it's like, <laughs> oh, he's the villain. We're gonna kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, but before Green Lantern can kill them, uh, or turn them, uh, Flash shows up and saves them. Um, okay, so he's just been outrunning all the mind control. Yeah, he Flash is still good so far. Um, and a big thing, a big fight happens off screen, like. Uh, Flash and Green Lantern are fighting, um, while the the Suicide Squad is just you know running around, uh, trying to keep up, because Amanda Waller wants Flash, uh, you know, not necessarily under her control, but like on on her side mm. to try to save the city. But uh, I forget how it happens exactly, but Flash almost dies. <laughs> like I don't. I remember if it's something the squad does or if it's something Green Lantern does. Mm. But uh, he gets fucked up really bad. Um, and Waller wants them to to bring his body, his unconscious body, back to uh, her. Um, so uh, he doesn't die. Mm. So uh, they put a bomb in his neck. I mean, probably. <laughs> That's, that seems to be her only move. Mm. Um, so they're they're moving through the city with Flash's body. Uh, Captain Boomerang really wants to kill him. Like he he cuts off uh, Flash's pinky. <laughs> okay. Um, like I don't remember if it was on accident or not, but he does. Mm. Uh, like while nobody else is looking, I gotta earn that M rating somehow. Yeah. Oh, I. I missed a step, which was they, they broke into the Hall of Justice and they stole a bunch of uh, like villain tech. So they, they all have superpowers. Mm. <laughs> so like uh, uh, Captain Boomerang has like a, a glove that lets him access to Speed Force, which basically just lets him teleport. Um, Harley Quinn has like some anti-gravity stuff so she can move faster. Like it, it's all just really gamey stuff. Uh, so everybody isn't just stuck on the ground the whole time. Um, that mm. shot gets a jet pack. King shark doesn't get anything because he's very strong and can jump very high. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, and then while they're moving Flash's body, they get ambushed by Batman, who beats all of them up and takes Flash's body. Mm. And I, I think the only reason 
he doesn't just kill them all is because Brainiac uh, wants them uh, to mind control. I don't remember how they get away. I'm sorry. Mm. It's not very... It, yeah, it's, it's not very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, but eventually they get away. Uh, I mean, from the cutscene I saw, it seemed like even though Batman is under Brainiac control, probably because he's so smart, he's you know, still got some of his personality left. Yeah, they, they keep their personality. Um, it's just like their their drive is just completely towards helping Brainiac. Okay. So, like, Flash is still a sarcastic bastard. Mm. Uh, um, John Stewart is still, you know, like, very, like, stern and duty-driven. Mm. Um, uh, so... Yeah, I think it's on their w- they they get another mission from Waller uh, on their on their way to uh, find the penguin to uh, supply them with weapons. They run into Wonder Woman, who is not mind controlled, and she beats all of them up in the cutscene. <laughs> all, all the Suicide Squad up in the cutscene, and talks to Amanda Waller. It, um, Basically said uh, they she doesn't want to work with her. Um, she wants to do everything herself. I'm, I'm trying to just hit the important parts, but a lot of it is just like nothing actually happens. Mm. Um, it's like Wonder Woman flies off. There's a few incidental missions. Like Riddler is around, and he's apparently like a side quest uh, giver. Um, in this one too, because even even when it's not a Batman game, you can't get away from it. Mm. Um, but yeah, skipping that one. <laughs> um, they eventually run into Wonder Woman again when they're tailing Flash, and uh, uh, Flash is now mind controlled. Um, they're tailing him through the city. Uh, they run into Wonder Woman. Uh, she fights Flash for a minute. She gets her lasso around him and asks him to tell her how to free everybody from the mind control. And he he says, there is no way. You have to kill us. Um, and it's the lasso of truth, so she knows uh, it, it's not a lie. Mm. She has a really dark moment. Flash uh, vibrates through the lasso and gets away. Um <laughs> The Suicide Squad is like, uh, hey, you know, you should have just killed him when you had the chance. Uh, so she picks Harley up and throws her in like a shipping container. Um, Captain Boomerang has some snarky comments, so she picks him up and throws him in the shipping container. And then Deadshot and King Shark just look at each other and then walk in the container. It's pretty funny. Mm. Um there's some good comedy in this game. Um, uh, Wonder Woman closes the container, and as she's closing it, she says, I'm a warrior. I took a vow never to strike anyone in anger. And then she slams the door and is like, and you four are really testing my resolve. Um, and then she takes the container and throws it at a building. Mm. 
So yeah, and I think that's about the, the third of the way through the game. Uh, I'm just gonna skip ahead okay. a lot. Um, so how many? Uh, I mean, I guess just hit. You know, which ones die in what order? And... Well, I there's one more character I want to bring up before I get there. Okay. Uh, uh, by the way, Rick Flag is here. He doesn't really do anything. He's just kind of another person uh that gives them orders instead of amanda waller sometimes Mm. um so uh they're looking for lex luthor and they but they find out that he's been he's been holding uh poison ivy hostage to uh like make a cure for the mind control or just to find a way to defeat Brainiac. Mm. Um, but then they find Poison Ivy and it turns out she's a child. Uh, it's like a baby Groot situation. Okay. Like the, the original Poison Ivy died and she just regenerated as a plant child. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause I was trying, I, I haven't gotten to that point in Arkham Knight yet, but I vaguely remember that she dies getting like making the tree strong enough to suck all the scarecrow poison out of the sky or something yeah so i guess yeah, that something makes sense. like that yeah um uh so harley tries to talk to her she has some kind of half memory about harley being a friend mm. um but not a lover because this is the arkham universe <laughs> Like they, they kind of imply that that might be the case, but they can't really get into it mm. um, because that would be awkward in this situation because she's like a ten year old now. Yeah, um, and like Arkham Harley, everything we've seen about her is just obsessing with Joker. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how much I, that comes up in this game. But... She talks about like Joker being her ex, but like. She never really got over him, like he just died. Yeah. So it's it's kinda hard to, to really tell, right? Mm. Let's see. Uh so Amanda Waller wants them to inject her with a nano bomb, so she'll be under her control. Uh like so the four of them are are talking. Um they're like like, look, I know we're bad guys, but, like, we're not going to inject a, a 10-year-old with a bomb, are we? And then Captain Boomerang chimes in. He's like, oh, I already did that, like, five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, because he's a bastard, and he's also very annoying. Um, and then there's a little funny moment where Harley, like, pushes him in the shoulder. Deadshot, like, punches him in the face. And then King, King Shark comes, like, from across the screen. And, like, punches him into a wall. Um, because they, they can't make them evil, right? They're the protagonists. Mm. Like, they, they can't be completely evil, right? Like, you can't... That's not a thing you can do. Uh, we can't be creative. Uh, mm. <laughs> we can't make them uh, put a child's life in danger. I mean, they did cut a guy's um, finger off, so... Yeah. But he was a he was a super powered bastard man. Mm. Um. So yeah. So now they have 
poison ivy to give them elemental weapons. Um, that's the that's the gameplay thing. She's she's the elemental weapons person now, and she she really wants Penguin to play with her. It's it's kind of cute, but also kind of weird because um, we've seen Penguin in the previous games, and he's a complete psychopath. So. Yeah. yeah. So now Waller wants them to find Luthor. Um, I think I already brought him up, but uh, they're looking for Luthor. They want him to work with them. Um, Luthor is like, no, I got my own shit going on. So he leaves, um, but he gets ambushed by Flash, who who they who they find out is mind controlled. Um, Flash wants to, Flash needs to take him to Brainiac alive so they can find out what he knows. Um, but because of the squad, uh, Luthor ends up dying. Um, so. Some shenanigans happens. Uh, the squad ends up in a parallel universe uh, where they meet uh, that universe is Luthor, and he is the only man on Earth who is alive um, in a desolate metropolis. Mm. Uh, and so they they bring him to their universe. I'm skipping just a, a lot of like pointless fighting. Um, so that they bring, uh, Luthor from earth Two into their world so that he can uh, try to stop Luthor, uh, Brainiac. Sorry. Mm. I, I'm, I'm mixing stuff up because, uh, the voice for Luthor in this game is like almost the exact same voice as Brainiac in, in the, the DC animated universe. Uh, it's the same guy, Corey Burton. Well, I mean, they did fuse at the one Justice League Unlimited episode. Yeah, when he had the face tummy. Yeah. Uh, and like it, it is almost the exact same voice, though. Mm. Like it, it's, it's, it, it's annoying how close it is. Mm. Um. So yeah, a bunch of shenanigans. Uh, they they eventually uh, lure Flash out of hiding by basically doing a live stream where they talk shit about him until he comes and attacks them. Mm. Um, Batman's over the radio. He's really mad that Flash is taking their bait um, because Batman is basically the, the leader of Brainiac's forces. Mm. Um, and he's he's basically been talking shit about them uh, over the radio the whole time. Um, they have a boss fight with Flash. Um, they kill him. How? I don't know. They shoot him a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I'm sure that... I, I think there's some MacGuffin reason, like, uh, Luthor builds them a device that interrupts the speed force. Mm. It just shoots oh, no, bullets that are even faster. Oh. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Luthor. It was Toy Man. There's there's a there's a version of Toy Man, and he he builds. He's like a, a superhero fanboy, and he he builds a a thing that slows down Flash's speed force, um, so they can shoot him up now. I guess 
Mm. Um, so they they have a big boss fight, and they 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 kill him. And, but like, there's not some big boss fight finale. It's like they they just shoot him until he falls over, um, and then he's just like dead on the ground. <laughs> like it's it's extremely anticlimactic and not very fun at all. Mm. And then Green Lantern comes out, has some words with Deadshot. It's like they're rivals. Yay, we get it. Mm. Um, and eventually, the same thing. Uh, like th- they don't even Let's see. They they're given like yellow lantern, uh, yellow lantern uh, devices that, um, like can penetrate his shields mm. so like they're they're able to fight him like they they have to shoot his con his constructs to break his will and then they can kill him mm. so like the, the the boss fight is you have to like shoot all the the bombs and guns and helicopters that green lantern is sending at you and then you can shoot him directly. Mm. Um, and then they cut his finger off <laughs> with his ring. And King Shark puts on the Green Lantern ring and summons a, a giant shark construct from out of the water that jumps at Brainiac's ship and tears a hole in the shields. Um, I don't I don't know why that happens, but it does. But he only does one. He doesn't actually take down Brainiac's ship. Yeah, he just tears a hole in the shields. That's the whole reason they needed to kill Green Lantern in the first place. Mm. Um, but then he lo- he loses control and he's about to kill everybody. But they they take the ring off of him and it falls in the river or something. Oh, okay. So that's their excuse so for he- why they couldn't just solve everything now that they have this. This device. Exactly. Okay, so then after killing two heroes, uh, this is the first time Superman shows up. They've kind of been keeping him in their pocket. Mm. He shows up because uh, when the shield is down, Amanda Waller shoots a a nuke at Brainiac's ship right over the center of Metropolis. And Superman shows up, catches it, and flies it away. And while the squad and Amanda Waller are escaping, um, Wonder Woman shows up with a kryptonite shield uh, because she raided one of Batman's, uh, like, Batcave. Uh, yeah, his, oh. like, plans for destroying the whole Justice League stuff. Yeah, that's that's right. He got it from, she got it from the Hall of Justice, from uh, one of Batman's... Uh, uh, hidden areas yeah. um, and be, because she doesn't want to kill Superman she made a shield instead of a sword out of it um, so she and Superman fight it out while the the squad is uh, trying to escape back to base at the Hall of Justice mm. and uh, like while while they're they're moving there, you know they they see the fight uh, up close and personal for a while, like a few times. Uh, 
you know, like they, they crash through buildings right in front of them. And then, uh, you know, one of them will punch the other, you know, 800 feet away and then they leave Mm. that type of thing. Um, but eventually once they get to the hall of justice, uh, wonder woman and Superman are ending their fight there. Wonder Woman basically sacrifices herself to get really close and shove a chunk of kryptonite directly into uh, Superman's chest. Mm. Um, So they can have their excuse for why you can fight Superman and he doesn't immediately kill you. Is that he's kryptonite weakened? That's not even the thing yet, actually. Um, So, like, he, he starts to fall, but he... Then he gets up and just eye beams uh, Wonder Woman for like a good 15 seconds uh, until she dies. Uh, and then he, he like starts to fall again, but then he, he jumps away onto Brainiac's ship um, because he's, you know, still about to die from the kryptonite. Um so they they all have like a a teary goodbye to Wonder Woman, who none of them actually cared about. <laughs> um, mm. But but they they pick up the kryptonite from her shield uh, that Superman broke, and take take it and Waller into the Hall of Justice. And you know all seems lost. Uh, Wonder Woman isn't here to beat Superman anymore. Like that that was the one way. <laughs> The, like the one way it could presumably happen, mm. but then uh, they're they're keeping uh, alternate universe Lex secret from Amanda Waller, um, and he comes over Captain Boomerang's microphone or uh, ear uh, earphones and uh, basically uh, gives a whole. Techno babble explanation about how Brainiac's mind control is changing their DNA, so they're that's why Superman didn't die from the kryptonite. And it's funny because it's coming from Captain Boomerang, who's the biggest idiot on the planet, mm. and he's giving this like techno babble uh, thing like to to the squad to Rick Flag and Amanda Waller, and they're all looking at him like. Like he's crazy because he is. Then mm. um, Amanda Waller's like, "Yeah, whatever, go do it." <laughs> um, so they take the kryptonite to Lex. He's like, uh, "You have to, f- you have to bring me a living uh, mind-controlled subject, and then I might be able to find to make something that can kill Superman." Um. So then they're like, okay, I guess we need to capture Batman alive. So that's their next mission. They go to his but Metropolis Batcave. It's a cutscene that they don't capture him alive. Well, they, they actually do. Um, yeah. They, they find they his Metropolis. Him. Yeah, they do. Okay. Uh, uh, they go to his Metropolis Batcave. Uh, he floods the place with his fear toxin. Um, there's a whole like trippy uh, thing where 
Okay, so, so they do confirm to... that he is using Scarecrow Fear Toxin. Yes, he, he absolutely just, is. He's okay with that now. Yep. So he, he's flooded the cave with the toxin. And uh, every all four characters on the squad have to go one by one. Uh, Harley tells them to trust her. They need to release all the toxins, not try to turn it off. So they, they do that one by one. They confront their biggest fears, which is kind of lame because none of the characters are really very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. It's, it's weird, like, because, like, Arkham Knight starts off with the, some of the fear... Like, I, I assume he must be using a weaker version of the fear toxin because, like, yeah. Arkham Knight starts off with, like, the fear toxin gets like used at a diner and then you you're playing as a cop who gets hit with the toxin and then starts like opening fire on everyone um and it, it, I, I don't know it's weird the batman would be using that but i guess he's using something closer to like the arkham asylum version where it just makes you kind of a delusional wreck as you're imagining things yeah, he's he's using a version that um, uh, presumably like enhances uh, your fear of Batman. Mm. Like enhances so your fear and of... like weakens you physically, so you're not lashing out in your fear. <clears throat> you're just like yeah, a heap on the floor. Right. So they they all do what harley says they all just re- release a bunch of different uh things of fear toxin that are around them and that that somehow uh, like makes a, a toxin that they can all like semi recover from mm. i don't exactly get it like <laughs> Because, like, they're just releasing gas that was already there. Mm. But Um, if you breathe all of the poison at once, then none of it will kill you, because... (laughs) Because they would have... It's too many of them. They're they're fighting with each other over who gets to kill you. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be, like, some big revelation that, like, uh, Harley outsmarted Batman by, like, mixing her own version of Fear Toxin. That would let them all fight Batman together. Mm. But it's like how, like that. It doesn't even make sense how she does that. Yeah, like even if she is a chemist, she hasn't seen like the molecules involved in these chemicals. I yeah, and like she she's just releasing gases that are already in Batman's, like in the Batcave. Mm. Like it it it. I don't know. It's dumb. Um. Uh. But yeah, they. They all do the thing, and then they all have a fight against, like, giant fear Batman. And then one, once they all snap out of it, uh, Batman is, like, just riddled with bullets on the floor in front of them. Mm. It's like, these these four jackasses beat Batman <laughs> somehow just by, like, shooting at him. Like, it... it if if this wasn't Arkham Batman, you, like you can make an argument for it, but just like because we know it is, and we like we've seen what he can do, it it just it's just really dumb. I guess he's old now. Um, 
It's old and yeah, weak. Apparently. Yeah, he the the gas was a crutch the whole time. Mm. Um, so yeah, they bring in the Lex. Uh, Lex makes gold kryptonite, which uh, combines uh, Brainiac's weakness with Superman's weakness. Uh, they like duct tape a bunch of gold kryptonite to their suits. It, it's, that part's kind of funny. Um, and then they walk outside, uh, shoot Batman in the head, uh, have this really dumb conversation about how, like, he makes everybody, how Bruce makes everybody in his life hate him or something. And then they go fight Superman with, with the gold kryptonite. That's the excuse for how they can beat him. Mm. And then there's a boss fight. It's, also just kind of uninteresting just like all the other ones um i mean at least visually like uh, there's like a lot there's a lot you can do with a boss fight against like superman or green lantern or flash right mm. and they they just don't do any of it uh so they kill superman uh which gives them access to brainiac ship but no, for some reason they they still can't get to Brainiac's ship, um, and th- this is the point where like the actual like story part of the game is over. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so you've they, killed the Justice League, and then you have to go stop Brainiac, but now is yeah. the point of uh, wait until the DLC when we figure out how to get there. Just play the Not open quite. world until uh, you know fuck around no. in our open world until we're ready for you to reach the finale almost um this is the point where they they say oh oh before you can beat this brainiac in your world you have to go to a bunch of alternate worlds and beat 13 other brainiacs oh um huh like you have to you have to go beat 13 alternate universe brainiacs before you can beat the actual story boss Okay. Um, Do each of those universes like, have a Justice League that you also have to fight? Yeah, like they 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 showed the first one, and you have to fight like a an alternate universe corrupted Flash, hmm. um, and then and then Brainiac, and yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, like the Arkham point, series like, was dude, never entirely grounded, but going full tilt multiverse feels like a stretch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really dumb. Like the 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 best part about the game is that there's there's some good humor occasionally, um, and like the the gameplay looks okay. Like it, it looks like a a decent uh, like fun shooter, but like they're, they're doesn't seem to be anything like super special about it Mm. um i'm sure there's a lot of tedious like equipment grinding that i didn't see because they cut all of that out yeah um stuff like that i mean the podcast i go to from um game reviews the besties didn't get i mean it sounds like most outlets didn't get like any kind of early access review copies so their review isn't going to be until next friday yeah well yeah i mean they they're you know trying to cover up all the flaws of the game by not letting people see it before it comes out but 
Yeah, like, you know, their their review of everything is coming this next Friday, so find out more about the gameplay there, I think. Yeah, I mean, the gameplay looks alright. Like, it looks like Destiny Lite, which, I mean, if you want to play a game like Destiny, just play Destiny. Mm. It's a it's a fun shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because it's like, like, the Arkham games aren't shooters but also i know yeah. like rocksteady it, it's been almost 10 years and the rocksteady making this game is not really the rocksteady who made those other games even arkham knight doesn't no. feel like the rocksteady that made asylum and city it's like it, it feels yeah. different and it's you know a lot of like the talent has left and gone off to you know, spin off their own studios so yeah like i don't I, I haven't actually looked into how true this is, but I've I've seen people say that like um, h- half the people who were still at Rocksteady that made the Arkham trilogy um, left during production, and the other half who were still there from the Arkham trilogy like left um, after the game was finished. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't know how true that is, but if if it is, it, I think it says a lot. Yeah, I mean, I know like the the founders of Rocksteady have gone and like they they started up a new studio, so the, those guys are gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's weird because like they they made two really good games and like so people like Origins. Um, well, Origins was uh, WB Montreal. It was it was like a separate okay. studio owned by Warner Brothers, that was, you know, well, because they knew the development on Arkham Knight was going to take a while. They wanted a stopgap in between, so they had this other group do, like, an imitation of an Arkham game. And for what it was, it was, you know, a pretty decent imitation of an Arkham game. Yeah, like, I I played some of it, um, like, yesterday. Mm. Um... I mean, I I didn't get that far. I only got to the point where you fight uh, that stroke mm. for the first time, which is like an hour in. Um, and like, yeah, it it's it, it's it's weird because of the the changes, right? Like the the voice actor changes, stuff like that. Yeah. But like the as far as gameplay, like it feels it feels just like it the other Arkham games, except maybe... It's a little less precise. There's, like, parts yeah. of the map that, you know, there's, like, invisible walls that feel like they shouldn't be there. But, uh, otherwise, yeah. you know, knowing it's not the, like, the, the main team, it's just people trying to copy them, it, it was it was fine. Um, yeah. And Arkham Knight, like, the, the biggest problem is the story, and that is, I guess, because I think Asylum and City, they had some people from the comics who helped them do the script. And then Night, they decided to do the whole thing in-house with their like, in-house writing script and story team. And it just feels like... I mean, uh, you know, the, there was the whole bullshit with, uh, oh, it's not Jason Todd. No, it's a new character. Oh, oh wait, it, it, it's Jason Todd. People just guessed it immediately. Yeah. Um, but even, like, they just, the Arkham they Knight... Just call him... <laughs> Arkham Knight instead of Red Hood. Yeah, and he becomes Red Hood later. Uh, but the yeah. Arkham Knight as a character is just 
he's so annoying. And it's, but it, it's because like they're like they're trying to keep his identity secret. So it's just he hates Batman. Why does he hate Batman? I don't know. Wait like five hours, and then maybe you'll get to the story mission where you find out that he's Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah, and, and then at some point, uh, Batman like laments over Jason Todd's backstory for the first time in the series, and it's like, oh well. That, yeah, it's like it's that, that kind of gives it away, doesn't it? Yeah, like that. It, it's never come up, and then it just it suddenly comes up when we see a bunch of flashbacks. Except he wasn't there to see it. I guess he's seeing it because he he's got Joker's memories because Joker's blood includes his whole psychological profile, which is another stupid twist in this game. That like the the, the joke like Joker. Yeah, in Asylum, Joker injected himself with Titan, the Bane stuff, and became a super muscle Joker. And then in City, that had, you know, like, negative effects on his body, and he's dying. And he, you know, had, like, his his blood's become, like, toxic. Um, and he, he injects some of his blood into Batman to get Batman to find a cure for both of them. Also, he shipped off a bunch of his blood to hospitals, which Robin says they accounted for all of it, but then in Night, they're like, actually, we missed some of it, and we've got these four people who have transformed into Jokers because they had gotten a little bit of Joker blood in them. Um, and also, Batman is seeing hallucinations of the Joker because he's got Joker blood, which means there's a Joker personality that was in the blood. That is also somehow showing him memories of what he did to Jason Todd before he killed him, except apparently he survived getting shot in the chest. I don't know. I haven't gotten to that point yet in my replay of uh, how Jason Todd survived, but I guess all the memories you're seeing are unreliable anyway, so I don't know. Hey, hey Jay, do you want to know something I just realized? Mm-hmm. Joker blood, Joker blood, radioactive Joker blood. Yeah. Now, I guess the reason is, does Joker's cum, can it give you cancer? <laughs> we'll have to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And Killer Croc, maybe. Mm. I mean, that's just an assumption I'm making. Mm. Joker seems like the only one. <laughs> Would be crazy enough to actually do it. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just th- them switching the writing team on Arkham Knight. It, it feels like it just it it isn't it doesn't work right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Arkham Knight is it's definitely the weakest. Um, and then, like, like it's the, still a fun game. Yeah, like the ambiguous ending thing too. It just it doesn't work because it doesn't feel it, yeah. it. It doesn't feel good as an ambiguous ending. It just feels unresolved. Yeah, I mean it's like it's a Batman story. It's not. Yeah. Like you know, it's not high art. Like you don't you don't need to have an ambiguous ending. You just need to have an ending. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, Origins is is pretty fun so far, though. It's the first time I play it. Mm. Um, 
I like I like the part where you get to the electrocutioner and he has this like two minute intro hyping himself up and then you punch him once and he gets knocked out. Mm. <laughs> it's it's funny and then you actually get to penguin and you have to fight Deathstroke, so it's like, oh that's that's the actual boss for this for this section. Mm. And I mean Deathstroke is basically a quit time event boss. But it, it's 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 still fun. So Yeah, like fine. most of the bosses in that one were like unique to Origins. Aside from like Bane ends up playing a big part, but it's it's a version of like the, the version of Bane that we've seen in the other Arkham games is kind of an idiot. And in Origins it's like smart Bane. Before you know yeah. overuse of the Titan chemical kind of rots his brain. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Titan just makes you. Well, actually, it does. Never mind. Yeah. It definitely makes you dumb. Um, so yeah, which like the that that always seemed dumb to me. Uh, is like like the whole point of Bane is that he can match Bruce in uh, brains and brawn. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he, but then they, he was they, first introduced as guy who was go- well, he was introduced as guy who's going to outsmart Bruce Wayne and beat him up, uh, and break his back and everything. Although the way he you know, quote unquote outsmarts him is like, I'm going to release all the villains from prison. And then while Batman is, you know, runs himself ragged, trying to round them all up, I'm going to sneak up and find his house and break his back. So... I don't know. It doesn't feel like he outwitted him so much as just uh, I found a way to, you know, just make him really tired and then beat him up while he's tired. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, he he is supposed to be clever as well as strong. But then, you know, because of tropes the way they are, strong character equals dumb character. So yeah, he, he just got dumber over time. <laughs> and then you get to freaking. Uh... The, the movie, mm. like the live action movie, and he just doesn't talk. <laughs> He's just like a, a poison ivy. Yeah, the uh, henchman. henchman. Yeah. yeah. And then we got the Tom Hardy version, where he's... I don't know. That that universe is like so different from the rest of Batman lore. Yeah, it's... I still like it, even if it is really dumb. Mm. Um, Dark Knight Rises, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it hold the the story is nowhere near as good as the first two, but it does hold up in just like Christopher Nolan knows how to shoot a movie. Yeah. Also has a a needlessly ambiguous ending. Yeah, yeah. Another one where Batman fakes his death for like no good reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why can't people just finish Batman stories? Mm. Like, Justice League did it. They had a whole episode called Epilogue. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think, like, trying to kill off Batman or have him fake his death, it just doesn't feel satisfying. Like, like Batman, his whole thing is, that, like, he, he his fight against crime continues. You know, like, yeah. there shouldn't be, like, even if if they want to actually kill him, not fake kill him, like actually, actually kill yeah. him, 
then the satisfying ending is still to have someone else take up the mantle. The, like, right. the, the continuity of Batman is part of the thing. Like that, I think like, that's where Rises Batman... didn't work that well, because Rises was trying to give Bruce Wayne... like That, that Bruce Wayne's whole obsession with stopping crime was negative for him and that like the the point it was trying to get at was him actually like bruce wayne finally accepting that he doesn't have to do this forever even though that is contrary to like any other interpretation of batman as a character is that he will do this forever because the obsession he like he can't escape from it yeah, like Batman Beyond has has the vet the best version of that, um, of like you know Bruce Wayne's retirement, mm. um, where it's like, you know, he finds himself in a position where he just he cannot physically do the job anymore to the point where yeah, uh, he has to win a fight by waving a gun at somebody yeah, um, and that like that's the only thing that can make him decide to to pack it up yeah. Yeah, and even that's not the end for him. You know, he ends up finding Terry McGinnis as a a successor, and he becomes, you know, the man in the chair background role for the new guy. Yeah, and he still kicks people's asses occasionally. Mm. I need to watch Return of the Joker. Mm. Yeah, we can put that on your, your Disney... Discord yeah. channel thing. I, w- I wonder if maybe I don't just do a thing where we watch the whole DC animated. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I have access to HBO Max, you know, for now at least, so I probably have access to most of those. Let's see, that, that is uh, Batman, Superman, uh, Batman Beyond, Static Shock, uh, like, are you thinking the cartoons the or the experiment? movies? Oh, the cartoons. Because I know, like a, a couple of years ago, we watched like all of the Justice League at least. Yeah, we watched Justice League, but I haven't actually watched the Batman series in a very long time. Mm. Um, I've never watched all of Superman. Yeah, I mean, because I think if um, we're doing like group viewing things, movies tend to be a little more condensed. Yeah. So, and I know there's a lot of like direct-to-video DC movies that they've done of varying quality. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'd have to get a list of like what's actually in that that you know Batman the animated series continuity though. Mm. Kind of curious now. <laughs> it's like I I know with with shows like it's batman superman batman beyond static shock justice league like the freaking the the zeta experiment the one about the robot Mm. um maybe teen titans i don't think it is though no i don't Um, think so i don't think that version of robin ever had anything to do with uh yeah i don't i don't think it is um is there another show that's there probably is right probably <laughs> that I just can't remember. Yeah, I mean Green Lantern didn't get a show until later, and that was the CG one. And yeah, it's a different 
timeline, I think. Um, yeah. I think there's there's a few animated movies that are in the universe, oh, yeah, but I can't remember what I they mean, are. there's there's Mask of the Phantasm, Batman Sub-Zero, the Batman oh, yeah. Superman movie, um, which I think was just like the pilot episode of the Superman show or something. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, the Return of the Joker was one of them. Um, I, there's the Justice League one that was also like it was the pilot episode, but it was released as a movie. Um, there's Batman That's and Harley literally Quinn, literally the uh, <laughs> that wonderful one. That we should probably watch if you haven't seen double it. Butt. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to the double butt eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because there's that one, and the, there's been a few others that, like, Bruce Tim has worked on, and so they're considered connected. I think this, like, Justice League versus the Fatal Five or something, which it brings in, like, the uh, Justice yeah. League 3000. Um, and I think Bruce Tim worked on that, so I think it's considered part of the DCAU. I don't know. The more if, we talk about it, the more I want to watch it all. Because I know there was, like, Flashpoint. Which then led into the new 52 movie timeline. Um, but I don't, I don't think that one, that one wasn't DCAU. It was just kind of adapting the comics, which then led into them adapting the new 52 comics, which then led into them adapting older comics, but using the new 52 versions of the characters because for some reason they really wanted to have continuity between their animated movies even when it's like it's the judas contract the teen titans comic from the 70s or 80s but we've got all the modern we've got damian wayne's robin here because it's the modern version and it's just weird yeah. um okay i've got a list here mm. um batman the animated series superman the animated series the new batman adventures which is just a continuation um, of the Batman. Yeah, it's it's season series. four of Batman, but with the animators who did the Superman show. Yeah. Um, Batman Beyond, Static Shock, The Zeta Project, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Then it goes on to feature films. <clears throat> Mask of the Phantasm, uh, Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, Return of the Joker, Mystery of the Batwoman. Um... Short films, 1991, The Dark Knight's First Night. Huh, uh, okay. A pilot for Batman the Animated Series, apparently. Okay. Ju Justice League, the first mission, that's the one you were talking about. But, I mean, they, these are basically just pilots, I don't think. Yeah, those yeah, are... they, well, it, it was ones that were, like, it was released as a movie, but then they split it up into multiple episodes for those syndicated yeah. TV show um, Chase Me, a short film with no dialogue based on the new Batman adventures. So that's just like a mini episode, I think. Yeah. Batman Beyond, April 20, 2014. Oh, that's the that's the one where they they fight like it's like two minutes long and they fight Batman from the past okay um terry and uh bruce mm. 
Digital series Lobo and Gotham Girls. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm guessing this is just like some random web uh, animation mm. that they put on the WB website in like the early 2000s. Mm. Okay, so I mean, really everything is basically what we said. Um, they didn't list any other movies, though. Okay. Like any of the other direct-to-DVD. Mm. Yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, because there was, like, Superman Doomsday was just, like, an adaptation of the comic. And then, yeah, it was mostly, like, Batman uh, and Justice League cartoon spin-off ones. And then they did that, it was, like, Gotham something. was It was, like, a tie-in to... Uh, the dark like either batman begins with the dark knight but it was um it was like anime yeah you know, it was like one of those uh compilation of anime shorts uh that, that they did cool. and then then yeah they did just a bunch of movies that are uh i mean i think there were there were a bunch that were just like standalone and then from flashpoint onward they did a bunch that were like specifically connected together but then they did some that weren't connected like they did a two-part adaptation of um dark knight uh, returns um and yeah and then like some that are just like standalone those like justice league gods and monsters is like an alternate universe what if uh it was like general zod was the version of superman in that um and and yeah this i don't know i like i would be interested in watching all the different movies they've done um since i've seen a lot of them but not all of them and they're they are mixed in quality in a way that i think would make them interesting to talk about cuz you know when like a lot of the movies we watch like if the movie is really good it's kind of hard to find th- like yes this was very good um but also if things are like too terrible it just becomes hard to watch yeah. like i don't feel like there was that much to say about return of jafar cuz it's like this is low budget crap um yeah it's it's just boring nonsense yeah so it's like you know i think that there's enough like middle ground material in a lot of the dc animated uh movies that, that there would be things to talk about with them and I think they're also all on the HBO Max, so it's like all all in one spot that I happen to have access yeah. to. But if you don't want to sign up for it, then that's fine. You know, I I am not actually signed up for it. I'm borrowing off of somebody else's. I have to decide. Like, cause I I do want to watch. I haven't watched Batman the animated series in a very long time. Mm. Kind of want to give it a watch again. Yeah. If I do that, I might as well do everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to watch them, it's fun. I just feel like if we were going to group watch, it would be hard to break it up into, you know, everybody knowing the same thing. To Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't have to make a decision right now. Mm. Unless there's a way to, like, stream it directly to the Discord or something. I know there's some kind of watch party feature, mm. but I don't know how it works. Not off of HBO Max. Okay. 
Um, I'm pretty sure they don't allow that type of stuff. Mm. Now, if you if you you had a download or something, yeah, like you could do it from the uh, media player or whatever video service. Mm. But you know, like Max and Netflix and maybe even YouTube block stuff like that. Mm. Well, not YouTube. YouTube wouldn't block that because they they have free access already. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm. Um. All right, I think that's a wrap for this one. Yeah, we got a full episode. Um. Yep. I guess. Eugene and anyone else listening, if you have any preferences on what we should watch next, whether it's uh, DC shows or DC movies or more Disney sequels or or whatever, you can uh, mention it in uh, uh, either the fan productions you know uh, channel on the Discord in response to when I post the link to this episode, or um, just in the the thread in the media box of uh stuff we're watching yay mm. well until next time yep. um, i need to get some yep. food yes 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 That's the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>